Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Forward Progress Football Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Pardee, and when this episode airs, it's going to be April 28th, 2022, and that means it's draft day. So today I'm going to be releasing my predictive mock draft, what I think might happen. I've got some wild trades in there, some stuff. Um, obviously, it's very hard to predict what's going to happen. No one's really going to know, so I'm just giving it my best shot and see how right I am. Let's get into it. Alright, so starting at number one overall, I actually do think that the Jacksonville Jaguars will go with Trayvon Walker, the edge defender out of Georgia. Um, all signs are leaning towards that, pointing towards that way. Um, especially with this, the extension of Cam Robinson, I think that's Trent Baalke kind of saying like, hey, like, I'm the one in control of the team. There's some whispers, oh, maybe it's going to be Ike McQuanu. But I believe Balky saying this is him being like, no, I'm in control. I'm going to draft who I want. And he wants Trayvon Walker, the athletic freak with crazy long arms, longer than Aiden Hutchinson. That's why he likes him. Um, look back at Balky's time in San Francisco. He drafted guys like Alden Smith, DeForest Buckner, Eric Armstead. All of them had long arms. Aiden Hutchinson, that's the one knock on his profile, at least from the physical standpoint. Um, and so I think he's going to see Trayvon Walker and be like, oh, yes, this is going to be my Alden Smith 2.0 and hopefully without the off-field concerns. Um, that leaves Detroit at number two, able to pick Aiden Hutchinson, ed defen- edge defender out of Michigan, Michigan born and raised. I just feel like this is the perfect fit for him. Um, top end talent, the highest floor pass rusher in this class. He's going to come in. He's going to be a solid, maybe not the best pass rusher in the league. Um, probably not ever going to be a top 10 pass rusher, honestly, just hasn't really shown the physical upside, but he's going to come in and be consistently a mid-tier edge one, someone who you can rely on to consistently get you like a solid amount of pressures each and every year, and that's what the Detroit needs right now. He's also going to bring that knee-biting, kneecap-biting mentality over to Detroit. Um, number three, I actually have a trade. Um, New York trading up with Houston, giving up probably like a third and fourth this year and like a fourth next year. That's similar to what um, in 2017, the trade between San Francisco and was it Chicago for Mitch Trubisky. Similar trade package there because the uh, Giants are actually going to trade up and grab Kayvon Thibodeau, the edge out of Oregon. Um they know New York wants him. New York's kind of putting out the smoke stream like, oh, we want Jermaine Johnson to kind of get Houston to draft him because I think um, the Jets really want Thibodeau. Um, however, the other New York team sees right through that and they're like, no, we're going to get our guy. We want him. So trade up, give up a couple uh, draft picks to get uh, probably outside Trayvon Walker, obviously, just because physical greatness but out of the edge rushers actually showed production in college Kayvon Thibodeau's got the highest upside and the Giants see that they want that they grab it um so the Jets at four I think will just stay put and grab Jermaine Johnson so four straight edge defenders coming out um kind of crazy but honestly we've seen weirder things last year started with three straight quarterbacks this is a really weird draft class I could definitely see it falling out this way um rumor has it that the Jets are in love with Jermaine Johnson uh, I said that could just be a smokescreen. If it's not, obviously they're going to be like, okay, sick, we got our guy anyways. I don't think they're going to be looking at, oh, three edges were drafted first, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't think they really care about that. I think they want Jermaine Johnson. They're going to grab him. And then the Texans at number five are going to go with Derek Stingley Jr., the cornerback out of LSU. Um, 
Right now, Stingley's the betting odds favorite to be the number three overall draft pick to the Texans. I think that the Texans know that the two New York, New York teams aren't really willing to take the gamble on Derek Stingley. So they're like, okay, we'll move back a tiny bit, collect some draft capital, and then still go with the guy that we want. Uh, versatile corner can run all the different schemes, um, cover one, cover two, and cover four that the Texans run. Um they aren't. I know they had Lovey Smith as their head coach, but they haven't been. They aren't a primary uh, cover two, like Tampa two old school, like you might think with Lovey Smith. They actually ran more cover one last season than they did cover two. So Derek Stingley's going to come and produce and bring the high end cornerback play, best player available on their board right now. At number six, the Panthers. They're actually going to go with Ike McQuanu, the tackle out of North Carolina State. He has some guard tackle flexibility, so. Um, if they do really like Christensen, they can put Iquanu in at guard. If they don't think Christensen can um, succeed at a high level, their fourth-round pick from last year, then stick him out at tackle. So there's a lot of talk of them going with Kenny Pickett right now, but um, I feel like that's just a lot of smoke. I think they don't actually believe that in Kenny Pickett as much. I feel, um, I feel like they're kind of smarter than that. They know that if they draft a quarterback right now that they aren't setting him up to succeed. And all this talk right now in the media is like that they're putting out into the media is that they aren't going to get a quarterback. And I feel like that would just be very, of course, NFL teams do lie and be that candid all the time. But I just feel like that's not what the Panthers are going for right here. Like, especially with Sam Donald as their quarterback, I just don't see them backhanding him like that, giving up all that draft capital last year, picking up their fifth year option, being like, oh, yes, he's our starter back or starting quarterback. We believe he's really good. And then just being like, oh, just kidding. We're going to replace you. Um, but who knows, the NFL is a cutthroat business. We'll see tomorrow or today. Um, so then at number seven, I have the New York Giants selecting Ahmad Gardner, the cornerback out of Cincinnati. Um, I think they're pretty happy with this haul right here, Kayvon Thibodeau and Ahmad Gardner. Obviously, they aren't going offensive line, which you see them going with a lot in these mock drafts. Um, I don't think, I think they think that they addressed it in the offseason. They picked up Glowinski. I want to say they picked up one other dude. So I think they're going to like, okay, we, we addressed offensive line. I think they're going to be like, now let's go after defense. They, um, Bradbury, they're trying to get rid of him right now. Von Gardner would be a seamless transition to replace him. And then at number eight, I actually have the Atlanta Falcons trading with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I don't remember the exact details of the trade that I did in the simulator. Sim- something similar to last year, the Giants and the Bears trading for um, Justin Fields. Something along that line, a tiny bit more compensation because the jump is from 20 to 8 instead of 20 to 11. And I have the Pittsburgh Steelers selecting Malik Willis, the quarterback out of Liberty. Um, You just saw the way Mike Tomlin was looking at him in love. And he's going to want to jump Seattle at 9. Saints have two picks. Washington might be in the quarterback market. Um, Anyone else who's thinking of trading up like Detroit could always trade back up and grab a quarterback. They want to jump all those guys and ensure that they get the quarterback of their future. And they're also banking on the first-round pick that they're giving up um, in next year's draft to not be that high. They never have a high draft pick um, since Mike Tomlin, since Big Ben's been the quarterback. They haven't had a losing season, so uh, I bet they're riding their luck that that continues. And they're like, yeah, we aren't even giving up that much for Malik Willis. Um, That leaves the Seattle Seahawks at number nine, selecting Charles Cross to tackle out of Mississippi State. And I think they're ecstatic with their pick. Um, they need offensive tackle ba- help badly. They got a couple like second year guys starting right now, guys who are 
unproven or just below replacement level starters and that's just not a uh, a position you can put any quarterback to succeed and especially drew Locke if you expect him to be the answer i don't think they do but they at least got to give him something to survive out there so charles cross will help with that a lot uh garrett wilson the te- or <laughs> have the new york jets selecting garrett wilson the wide receiver out of ohio state uh, I think they see him as the true number one um, X-type receiver. There aren't a lot of these in this class, and he's, I feel like, the safest projection to that, and the Jets believe that too. They're going to grab him, make him the number one. Rondell, uh, not Rondell, Elijah Moore will be the slot, and Corey Davis will be the number two like he was in Tennessee, and that's where he had his best season. So I think they just see this as an overall upgrade to their wide receiver core. Next, I have the Washington... Commanders trading with the New Orleans Saints. Um, the Saints are giving up pick 16 and 19 for pick 11, and I believe it was 47 in the second round, and then another pick swap a bit later. Um, and the Saints are going to trade up and get Kenny Pickett, quarterback out of Pittsburgh. Um, I just don't see it making sense how they may giving up a future first and all this draft capital just to get a wide receiver and a tackle like. I think that they're making another move. Like, no way they're just making one. They're a historically um, aggressive front office, and I think they continue with that. They see Kenny Pickett, and they're like, this guy is someone who can see, understand, and run an offense. Um, high IQ player, I think that they believe that he could be their next Drew Brees for the next 15, 20 years. Um, just put him back there, tell him what to do. He's going to do it, execute at a high level. Uh, I don't think they have concerns about their hand size, especially because they're going to be playing in a dome, and then they're going to be playing in another dome in Atlanta whenever they visit. And um, I don't think the Panthers or the Falcons have a dome. Either way, good weather conditions shouldn't be as much of a worry with his small hands. Um, so I think they're completely comfortable being like hitching their wagon to Kenny Pickett. At number 12, I have the um, Minnesota Vikings selecting Trent McDuffie, the cornerback out of Washington. Um same thing as I said in every mock draft so far. He just kind of fits them so perfectly. Like, if this isn't the pick, it won't be, like, the most shocking thing in the world, you know, just because, like, it is the NFL draft. It's random. But this would be the least shocking first-round selection, I believe, if it were made. Um, I feel like this was telegraphed a mile away. Fits their um, system well. Uh, cover four-type corner. And we'll learn from Patrick Peterson and has immense upside crazy physical ability just on the smaller side like if he was in um Ahmad Gardner's body oh my goodness the conversation over would be like the number one overall draft pick this year um and then at 13 I have the Houston Texans trading back again uh collecting all this draft capital with the Deshaun Watson trade this is a weaker draft class they recognize that they're trying to get more and more um preparing themselves for the future and trying to build this roster in the right way so they're gonna trade with the Los Angeles Chargers for, and the Chargers are going to grab tackle Evan Neal out of Alabama. Um, I've been seeing more and more about him slipping. He's had, I guess, some sort of medical red flags. I didn't really hear about that um, before recently. Like, I knew he sat out of the combine for some reason, but I was like, oh, it's, like, not that big of a deal. I guess it kind of is a big deal, so I think he's actually going to slip, and the Chargers are going to take advantage of that trade-up, not give too much, like, maybe, like, a third-round pick or something move up the four spots, and um, stop his slide. He has experience playing right tackle at Alabama, so I think they like that a lot. Um, and that's suddenly one of the 
like best offensive lines in the league from left tackle to right tackle no real weakness maybe like right guard um that's probably their biggest weakness right now and then at 14 i have the baltimore ravens selecting the mammoth jordan davis out of georgia um just big nasty defensive tackle and if anyone's gonna take advantage of a physical freak along the front seven i think it's the ravens um come and be a contributor day one and yeah and at 15 i actually have the um Philadelphia Eagles, sorry, I was showing the original pick being Miami, so I was like, what team was this again? Um, but I have the Philadelphia Eagles trading with the Green Bay Packers. Packers are going to trade up and grab Jameson Williams, the wide receiver out of Alabama. Um, crazy speed threat, uh, adds a dimension to their offense that Aaron Rodgers never have, never really has had. Like, yes, he's had deep threats with, like, Devontae Adams, one of the best deep threats in the league, but he wasn't a deep threat because of his speed. It was more so his route running technician um, ability to like win contested one-on-one balls, great hands, stuff like that, chemistry on the deep um, back shoulder stuff. And Jameson Williams, though, is a true speed deep threat, but he also has subtle nuances to his routes, like uh, making cuts and breaks when cornerbacks are like flipping their hips, doing stuff at just the right time to get open, being in their pocket and shooting out of it. So yeah, I think Green Bay's gonna see that and be like, okay, he's slipping, let's go and grab him. Um, at 16, I have the Washington Commanders now on the clock again, grabbing, um, not trading out this time, this time grabbing Kyle Ham- Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame. The more I hear about it, the more I'm buying into the fact that this slide is real. Um, he didn't produce crazy at the combine and there's just other things like him not showing the true versatility that originally was hype him hyped up to have he didn't entirely show that like teams aren't entirely buying into that but at 16 i still think this is a crazy steal for washington plug him in um play that landing Colin rolls but obviously much better and then at 17 um once again texans seeing the future i think they're gonna be smart they know that their roster isn't ready to win this year but they're planning they got a plan and they're gonna trade back again with the other texas team in the dallas cowboys who are trading up to grab the center tyler linderbaum out of iowa um Lots of talk about the Cowboys trading up. Apparently, they're one of the teams who really want to trade up in this draft, and I believe that they do. Um, They want to solidify their offensive line, and Tyler Linderbaum is the best remaining offensive lineman. Um, Grab him, put him in that center. Um, If you really want, you can be it as a guard, but the upside of Tyler Linderbaum is unmatched, and I think they see that. They see Travis um, Frederick in him. He's more like Jason Kelsey in play style, but they see that like, oh, if we grab him, we can just be set at center for years to come, not have to worry about it. And yeah, um, at 18, I have the Philadelphia Eagles selecting Devin Lloyd, the linebacker out of Utah. Um, they've been ignoring this linebacker position for years, and I think that stops now. They really need some help in there, and Devin Lloyd's the best linebacker on the board. Um, at 19, I have the Washington Commanders up again, drafting uh, Zion Johnson, the guard out of Boston College. Um what do you do when one of the best offensive linemen in the league leaves your team? You draft the best interior offensive lineman in the draft. Um, at, at least guard debate between him and Linderbaum. Um, and I think this would be a really smart move by uh, Washington. Potential down taken play, we'll see. 
but definitely much cheaper, much younger, much higher upside than Scherf. Or I guess Scherf was a top five guard. That's probably around Zion Johnson's upside. So yeah, I think this would be a solid move by them and a smart move that I see them making. Um, at 20, the Falcons now up after trading with the Steelers. I have them grabbing George Pickens, the wide receiver out of Georgia. Um, this might seem a bit crazy. Some people are like, whoa, like he had the ACL. He's probably going to be a second round pick. He did not look the same. Um, but he didn't look the same because he was coming off of ACL. And I think Falcons recognize that. And they recently lost a Hall of Fame receiver in Julio Jones. And I'm not saying that George Pickens is going to be Julio Jones. I don't think he, he will be. But if anyone in this class has a shot at being Julio, I believe it is George Pickens. Um, both 6-3 coming out. George Pickens is lighter at 195 versus Julio Jones 220. Um, Julio Jones faster, more athletic, more explosive. But also George Pickens is still rehabbing, so maybe he's a bit more explosive than the numbers show, showing like a 447 versus Julio Jones like 436. Um, similar 10 split though, both were in the 15 range. I think it was like 159 for Pickens versus like a 156, 157 for Julio. And so I think they see George Pickens as being that guy. He's also got the incredible toe taps. You look up a highlight reel of just George Pickens on the sideline. Like he's the guy who can make those um, sideline catches, and that's what Julio made the made his name on amongst just being a crazy freaky wide receiver. Um, Twenty one. I have the New England Patriots actually trading down. Excuse me with um, Kansas City. So Kansas City is another one of these um, teams rumored to be looking to trade up, and they see all these wide receivers off their board, and they're like, crap, we cannot go in next season without getting like someone who can be a number one receiver, even though Kelsey's the number one there, but like number one outside sort of guy. And so I think they're going to go with Drake London, USC wide receiver. Um, he's got, he can be either Mike, Mike Evans on, like a slower Mike Evans on the outside, or like a slower... <laughs> He's not a fast guy, sorry. Uh, slower Michael Thomas on the inside. And I think you take that either way. Um, and Patrick Mahomes, if someone's going to help Drake London reach his upside, I believe it is Patrick Mahomes hitting those. Um, if they get a good connection, get the back shoulder game goal going. He can actually be, I believe, very similar to Devontae Adams with um, Aaron Rodgers. Like this wide receivers all this upside uh drake london slower and bigger but um also like better at route running than you think so uh look out for kansas city to trade up if you start slipping to grab him at 22 i have the eagles back on the clock and i have them grabbing kyler gordon the cornerback out of washington uh more and more i hear this guy's going to sneak into the back end of the uh, first round versus being a second round player as a lot of people initially thought and the Eagles really need a cornerback too. And Kyler Gordon was just that for Washington and didn't give up a touchdown despite playing opposite of Trent McDuffie with his time there. And I think the Eagles see that and are like, hey, that's pretty good. Let's go get, let's go get that. Uh, at 23, I have the Cardinals grabbing, grabbing Chris Olave, the wide receiver out of Ohio State. Um, super smooth, polished route runner. Um, great fit as a Z. And that's what he's going to be here. Um, he doesn't need to be the number one with D-Hop. He can learn, develop as a number two, and then maybe eventually down the line if D-Hop um, either gets too old or just goes to a different team. Chris Olave, I believe, can be a number one eventually, but out the gate, he's going to be an amazing number two for them. Um, at 24, I have the Houston Texans grabbing Edge David Ojabo out of Michigan. Um, towards Achilles during his pro day, and that sucks. That's something like he might not 
truly be able to recover from but i'm gonna bet on modern sports medicine and science and say that he will and he has crazy upside higher upside than his teammate um aiden hutchinson coming out and i think the texans are willing to take a risk on him because they traded back twice got all this extra capital and they know that they aren't really going to be too competitive this year so they're like okay give me someone with super high upside who eventually down the line if he hits he could be a top 10 edge rusher in the league they got him at 24 had to redshirt him his rookie year and now that the roster is ready and competitive he's going to be amazing for them so yeah i would honestly love to see this happen in real life um 25 i have the bills selecting Brees hall out of iowa state um i'm not really a big proponent of running backs going in the first round but there's always one team who does it and rumor has it that the bills were actually looking at etn last year um before the jags jags selected him um so i think this year the bills are going to go with Brees hall uh they like that like sturdy compact contact palace type of guy that's what Brees hall is going to bring to them but much more explosiveness and speed than zach moss and devin singletary um on 26 i have the texans selecting trevor penning the tackle out of northern iowa um they need help at either left guard or right tackle and trevor penning can play either um so I think it's going to be kind of an open competition between Ray Dunes and him for both position. And that would going to provide a pretty solid uh, front five for them to run behind with Derrick Henry. Trevor Penning's also an amazing run blocker, super physical and nasty, and Derrick Henry's going to love that. Um, at 27, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers drafting Daxton Hill, the safety out of Michigan. Um Jordan Whitehead's on the way out. I believe that they're just going to be like, all right, let's get a new safety in here. Daxon Hill, plug-and-play shorter guy. Um, and just play that role, fill that void, and yeah. 28, I have the Green Bay Packers selecting Tyler Smith, the tackle out of Tulsa. Um, last year, their offensive line depth was really tested, and they hurt because of it. Um, Tyler Smith will give them someone who can play either tackle position, either guard position. And he's also super young, has a crazy high upside, only 20 years old, coming out of Tulsa, like retro sophomore. Um, the Packers have shown the ability to develop offensive linemen with Elton Jenkins and David Bakhtiari and even, uh, Myers, their center last year looked pretty good, um, year one. So I think that they're going to bet on themselves again, grab this kind of like moldable ball of clay and turn them into whatever offensive line position they feel like they need the most whether it's um, right tackle or guard all right and then at 29 i have the new england patriots after trading back grabbing linebacker leo chanel out of uh, wisconsin um big physical linebacker let me double check how just how big he is he's uh 6'3 250 kind of like the old style build of linebacker but he plays fast he plays hard um, mean physical will get in the run lanes um, and he has the speed and a bit of the zone IQ but definitely needs to develop that more to be a factor in the past game so you don't need to take him off on like third down and I think Bill Belichick he loves these versatile linebackers like this he's gonna just have a field day coaching him up um, at 30 I have the Kansas City Chiefs selecting Andrew Booth Jr. the cornerback out of Clemson um they need cornerback to help right now it's 
Baker, former DeAndre Baker, yeah, the former Giants um, draft pick bust. And I don't think they really want to roll into next season with that. So grab Andrew Booth Jr., very versatile corner. And plug and play day one will just be a solid number two corner. Um, at 31, I have the Bengals selecting Devontae Wyatt, the interior defensive lineman out of Georgia. Um, he exploded at the combine, so I don't think that the Bengals are going to let him get out of the first round. Uh, just one of these crazy defensive linemen from Georgia again. And I think he slips a bit because he's older and wasn't the most productive there. But he also just has really good... He's just a super solid pass rusher. And I think the Bengals want to get a rotation going along there in the middle. And Devontae Wyatt will be plug and play for them on third downs. And then at 32, I have the Detroit Lions selecting linebacker Quay Walker out of Georgia. Um, There's a lot about him sneaking into the first round right now. And um, there's a lot about the Lions drafting a linebacker with this last pick. And at first, everyone was like, oh, it's N'Kobe Dean. But N'Kobe Dean is really being soured on right now, at least by the media. And from what it sounds like, the NFL community isn't as high on him. So I think um, the Lions are going to grab his teammates, Quay Walker, instead. And that does it for my prediction of the first round. Um, I'm excited to see how close I am. I know I'm not going to be that close, but I would be excited if I got a couple of the trades right or maybe like 5, 10 of the picks. That's my goal. My goal is going to be nine picks. So if I get nine picks correct, I'll be pretty happy about that. Um, let me know what you guys think. Do you guys think your team's going to do this in the draft? And uh, leave a comment below. If you're on YouTube, send in a review or tweet at me. And um, like, subscribe if you're on YouTube. And yeah, I'm going to see you guys all on Sunday. I'm going to post again after the draft and just giving my reaction to each um, what each team did. I'm not going to go too in-depth pick by pick just because I will not like a draft expert. I wasn't able to watch every single player in this draft. However, um, I still want to give you guys my reaction to what I think and whether or not I think what the teams did was smart. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for sticking along this long and enjoy the draft.